Hi, this is Jesse, and I'm the editor of Angelic Magazine. On this podcast, I'm interviewing an American Christian expat who is a teacher living in China. For their own security, they requested that I don't post the video of our interview. We connected on Zoom, and I recorded the video, but they asked that I do not upload it onto YouTube just for their own security purposes while they are there in China. I have elected not to disclose their name. I know that the Chinese government is a totalitarian type of government, and for her safety, I am not disclosing her name, but I do want to disclose that is that she was very willing and helpful in sharing what she knows about what is taking place in China. In our interview, I was blown away by the lack of information that the Chinese government is sharing with their own citizens. The, the girl who I interviewed, she had no knowledge of any numbers that were being reported. She had no knowledge of the infection rate. She really didn't know about what the symptoms were of the coronavirus. When I disclosed to her the data and the statistics from America, it was like she was hearing it for the first time. China is shaping the narrative from, this is from her words, not my own, that America has no handle of the coronavirus, that our economy is collapsing, and in China, everything is great, everything is good. In China, they have it under control. And so it was just mind-boggling to me to hear her share her experience and what she knows, what quarantine is like there. And I feel just the way that I was informed and my mind was blown just by what she had to share and the lack of information that she had no knowledge about because the government there in China does not let their citizens know what is being reported around the world. I feel that you will be very informed as well. So be safe, be blessed. You can listen to all of our coronavirus podcasts on our website at angelicmag.com. people listening who are you how did you get to china what are you doing in china how long have you been there whatever you want to say about yourself yeah sure uh i am a uh by trade i'm a teacher so i have been teaching in china for going on summer will be three years so yeah i just uh basically uh gave everything away and um just up and came by myself uh, just believing that the Lord would make a way. I didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, yeah, I just came by faith, and uh, it's been an incredible, incredible journey. It's been three years, three years now. Okay. So where originally are you from in the United States? Yeah, so I'm from Texas. I'm from South Texas. Okay, South Texas. So from so South Texas. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I've been teaching in uh, Texas uh, public school for 10 years before okay. I came over. Okay, so South Texas, and what part of China are you in? I'm in Guangzhou in the south. Okay, so how far, so I don't know Chinese geography, how far are you from Wuhan, China? Okay, so we're, um, Wuhan is more in central, okay. more closer to the central. So we're you know, the, the country itself is very, very, very large, but I would say um, relatively far. They're more central, we're more uh, in the south. 
So would you say, so using the United States as, as like a perspective, if you're from uh -huh. South Texas, they're like where, Illinois? Um, trying to picture on the map, maybe not so far north. If I was in South Texas, they would probably be, um, yeah, maybe like Colorado. Okay, 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 okay. So I have so many things I want to ask. So my first, when did you first hear about the coronavirus? Like, when was this? When did you first get wind of it? Okay, so um, kind of interesting. Uh, before, it was in the middle of middle of December. Okay. And it was right before I was about to come back, fly back to the States for Christmas break. So we get two weeks off for Christmas. And uh, I was just sitting, we're sitting at my apartment and my roommate was scrolling. So we have, um, the way that we communicate in China is by an app called WeChat. And she was scrolling through the app. It's a social media app. So people post. Uh, like you would see on Facebook or something like that. And my roommate, she said, she said, oh, I just saw some article about this, like, Chinese plague. And I said, Chinese plague? Like, that's crazy. Like, this, like, fake news more than likely. And um, come to find out, at the time, of course, I didn't know anything. Nothing had broke, no stories. Come to find out, we're guessing that was probably what it was that we were seeing. Because I guess people were posting on social media about what was happening okay. in China. So <clears throat> that was the first win, but of course I knew nothing about it. So <clears throat> I came home back to the States for Christmas. And I actually came back to China in January, stayed for two weeks. And then January, um, middle of January, we had two week break for Chinese New Year. So I was actually flying back to America. Oh, wow. When I landed in LAX, because I went from Guangzhou to Shanghai, Shanghai to LAX, I landed in LAX. I get a message from my mom, and she says, did they check you for this virus? And I said, what do you what are you talking about? What, what do you check me for what? She said, yeah, the news is saying that they're checking people at LAX for some virus that came from China. And I said, a whole plane of us just landed from Shanghai. I, I don't think I got checked. If I did, I didn't know. I, there was no like heightened. This was, this has been like Jan, January 18th. I landed. I said, no, there was no like special checking. I mean, I didn't notice anything that I had been checked or anything like that. So it was basically from the day I landed in LAX, that is when the news broke of the virus. Okay. Okay. So when did you go back to China? You said that was around January 18th? When you... Yeah. So I, we were supposed to go back to school um, two weeks. So we would have supposed to gone back to school uh, would have been in February the 3rd and um, what happened so I had 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 a flight booked back for January 31st so when everything broke out about the virus happening in China our school decided to postpone opening 
so because of that, I went ahead and I changed my flight ticket to February 14th. Uh, and so I figured, okay, well, if I can't go back, I knew I needed to come back. So I figured if I can't go back right away, well, then maybe I'll postpone. I was still planning to come back to China because, well, one, because my school told us we had to come back, basically. Okay. So, uh, then what happened is that flight that I had booked for the 14th, that flight had gotten canceled by the airline. So then I had to further um, delay and basically there was no flights going out. So I, I ended up coming back. It was um, March 12th. I came back. Okay. So you came back March 12th. So something that I am very curious about is they said that the numbers of people who were, who got the virus, who have died from the virus were low in China. And so from your experience or just knowledge of what you the news over there, what is being reported? Like, are the numbers accurate? Um, honestly, there's no way to say. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's hard to say and there's no way that I or anyone else could know. Um, you know, based on the population, um, there's a very high population here and people live in cities very, very close together. So that kind of, um, that kind of situation I would think would, uh, lead for, um, kind of like what happened in New York city where it's just a fast spread. Uh, but really, I mean, there's no way to, there's no way to know the accuracy um, yeah, okay. I don't know. The population is so high. Yes. So like here in America, you, we turn on TV and you mentioned New York and we see New York and you hear about all the deaths and you hear about how many people are being infected. And I know that it's happening. I might not be living in New York city, but I know that it's happening Are you living in China. Do you see those types of images? Like what do they show on the news there? Yeah, so I don't uh, watch the news here. So, and I think most people don't. The way most people get their information here is through the social media app WeChat. Um, may, may, and, I, may I ask why? Why the people don't watch the news? Um, so I think in part of the culture here, um, it's just not so much of a television culture. It's more of a phone culture. So people okay. are on their phone. They're not sitting at home watching TV. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone sitting at home watching TV. They're mostly on their phone playing games, uh, on social media, ordering, shopping and ordering food, shopping and ordering items online. That is the culture. So how do people know what's going on? Through social media. So you're just going to know what's going on because someone's going to, post a link or post some information and then you're going to know that way. If so the you, government wants to contact you or wants to put information out, they can use the social media venues and that's how they spread the information. Okay. So they could tell you that the coronavirus doesn't exist and you wouldn't know because there's not news reporting on it, right? Correct. So, um, okay. yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. So, what has the government told the people there in China? Like, what have you seen that the government has said about what has took place with the coronavirus? Well, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, 
at this, I guess, because I came in like on the end where it was a lot of it was clearing out in China. So when I came in, uh, it was basically simmering down. You know what I'm saying? Like the number of cases were coming down. According to China, right? According to them, yeah. Okay. And uh, like in my, and I think in, in, in my city specifically where I'm at, I mean, you would know if the number of cases was outrageous because the, if you think about this, like the number of hospitals they have relative to the number of people, the hospitals would be overloaded. So there's no way that you could hide. Well, there is a way, but maybe if there was a lot of cases, we would know because we would know that the hospitals are overloaded with people coming in. Okay. So, um, and, and you didn't see that? You didn't see that? I, I haven't been out. So when I came okay. in, I haven't been out. I haven't, I've been at home and at work and that's it. Um, but I haven't really seen anything like that. So like I was saying, when I came in, I came in on the end where the cases were already going down. Okay. And I think they did, just like we saw, they did quarantine people. There was strict quarantine. And, and people and, weren't allowed to go anywhere. They weren't allowed to move around. You weren't allowed. So because of that, I think that helped the numbers. Okay. And so for the quarantine, what was the quarantine like there? What did you see or hear? Yeah. So when I came back, when I landed back from the States, March 12th, I had to go into a 14-day quarantine. So I was basically in home, not allowed to leave. Uh, and thankfully I had, um, you know, the company I work with was able to bring, they brought meals three days a week, they brought water. So I was in a really ideal situation in terms of quarantine. Um, and it really looks different for different people, depending on, um, you know, which city you lived in, in China. So of course, you know, we heard stories about people that were on quarantine, but then they would like tape up their door to make sure they didn't leave, or they would have a camera outside their door to make sure they didn't leave. So, so um, people couldn't leave the, at all. You heard that? No. When I was at uh, my roommate and I had to be on 14 day quarantine, we could not leave at all. Okay. We could not leave our house, our apartment. Okay. So, so like for us here in America and what you, you, it sounds like you've come and gone from China to America within the last handful of months. So, I'm sure you're kind of, are you aware of the coverage that has been shown on the news? About, so you have no knowledge? Uh, very, very little. Okay. So there's a theory that the virus started at a wet market in Wuhan, China. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever been to a wet market? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we and, have wet markets here in our city as well. And, and can you explain, I've never been to a wet market, so if I was to ask you, what's a wet market, what would you tell me? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What, what are the sounds? It's, it's, it's wet. <laughs> okay. And the reason it's wet is because they are constantly spraying the ground with water. Okay. So it's basically an open market, and you're going to find, so this is where people go in the morning, and they're, you're going to find your vegetables, eggs, meat. Um, and they basically have stations with food set up and vendors selling food. So you're going to find uh, raw meat, you're going to find vegetables, you're going to find fruit, you're going to find different animals. So you'll have live chickens, um, you'll have live ducks, you'll have, um, yeah, everything. 
it's, it's, it isn't the most sanitary place okay. to be. To be. <laughs> okay, so the theory that it came out of a wet market, I mean, obviously you're not a scientist. I, you're not I a scientist, right? I am a right? scientist. Are you? I'm a are biologist. You? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you're like I'm the perfect person. Biologist. So the theory that it came out of a wet market, do you think that there's any kind of like credence to it? Um, I think, well, the wet market, it's very busy. There, It's very crowded. There's a lot of people in and out. So I don't, I don't think it originated in the wet market, but for that to be a source from which, from which it would have spread, very, very likely so, because you've got people coming in and out. It's just like a huge grocery store, except, you know, you've got, you know, live slaughter vendors. going on. Yeah, a lot of slaughter, a lot of vendors. Um, and the sanitation is, you know, it's not, it's not a sanitary place to be. And so just the exchange and people and crowded, um, you know, it's, it's like a, a very crowded mall, maybe at some points of the day. So, so could that have been a place from where one person there got it and then they could have passed it to everybody? Well, of course, and also because of the handling of food, you know, we're handling food, so that could be, uh, that could be. Okay. So are, are, are the people in China, are they allowed to use YouTube, Instagram, Facebook? Are they, no, no? Okay. So what is allowed? Yeah, it, it, it's not um, not being allowed. Um, so everything, you know, it's censored. And so uh, in order, you know, they're just, they don't have access to oh. Facebook, YouTube. Uh, I think Instagram is blocked. I'm trying to think of the ones that I use. WhatsApp, a lot of this uh, Google is blocked. Uh, BBC is blocked. Some of those, a lot of those major sources of uh Sources of uh, media, sources of entertainment are blocked. So what do people in China think about America? I know you said, so you said people don't watch news over there. So obviously for us here in America, we hear about China. We have our theories about China, our suspicions, whatever you want to call it. People in China, what is their perception of America and Americans? Yeah, so their perception is basically based off what they've been told and what they've what has been passed around, you know, what they have been told from their government. Um, and so I think it is, you know, depending on who you talk to, uh, you know, their, their view is, I think a lot of people that I talk to, it's basically like, uh, well, you hate your president, right? Because you're American. Americans hate their president. <laughs> okay. So they think that Americans, you know, they hate their president, um, and they think that, you know, we're just, our culture is, is obviously, it's, it's significantly different. Um, but yeah, I think what they know and see is, is definitely based on the reality that they have been given to know and see unless they are in our interaction with foreigners unless they know foreigners interact with foreigners and who shapes that reality the government yeah. the chinese so, government of course yeah of course uh you know we know that here it is um the government controls everything that people see and hear so i guess what i'm kind of confused on it's just it's just me in my own mind 
So there's no social media as far as Instagram, YouTube, I imagine Twitter, right? Well, people that have the VPN, you can get the proxy that allows you to bypass, you know, to have access. So there is a small portion of the population that will have access to those things, but the greater majority of the population does not have access to those things. Absolutely not. Okay. So because like here in America, I'm sure. So do, do most people that know in China know that America has shut down their total country? That's yes. Mm -hmm. and, how, and, and how do they know that? Yeah. Because so the government? Be, yeah, of course. Yeah. The government will report on the U.S. Of course, they'll report things that are happening in the U.S. And, and what have they reported about the U.S.? I'm curious to know what's being reported. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen just because I don't follow them directly. Um, I think the biggest thing that, the biggest thing that has impacted me um, being a foreigner, I'm sure you were going to go here, but I'll go ahead and go, is so when we came back, that was right when the cases in the U.S. were starting to explode. Yes. And so when we came back, it was all of a sudden like, you're bringing the virus. Okay. I'll so, be honest. I'll be honest. When you said you came in December, because now they're starting to believe that the virus was here much more soon than March. Yeah. And, and they're starting to have evidence that maybe it was around in January, maybe even in December. And oh, so yeah. when, when you said that you traveled from China, it makes me think, well, was it here? Not, not like you brought it, but like people coming from abroad, did they course, bring it? Of course, yeah. It, yeah, that's definitely, definitely possible. So I noticed you're wearing a mask on, like, you're not wearing it over your face right now, but you have a mask. Mm -hmm. So when you leave where you live and you go to wherever you're going, what is social distancing like in China right now? Yeah. Um, well, again, because what has happened over the past, I would say, uh, starting when we got back, when I got back up to now, is basically the government's uh, reporting that all the new cases are from foreigners. Oh, wow. So right now, um, they're scared of foreigners. They think that we are carrying the virus, even though I've already been here for a while, and I've been tested three times negative for the virus. But um, so I think they... Um, really think that the foreigners that are coming back are bringing the virus with them and that we're the source of all new cases. So they're staying away from me for sure. Um, but yeah, people are keeping a distance. People are wearing masks, um, you know, and keeping a distance from each other. But uh, right now, uh, foreigners are really being, you know, there are certain places we're not allowed to go. Like um, where? Like where? So, for example, if I was trying to go to a restaurant or a mall, I may not be allowed. So, basically, anywhere public? Some places. It depends on the place. We also have a code that basically tells our health condition. So, you know, they may let you in. They may not. They may give you hassle about coming in. Um, like I said, right now, the stigma is that the foreigners are bringing the virus back and we're very dangerous to them, even and though we've been tested and we've been here for over, I've been here for over six weeks, I think. And how does that make you feel? Um, I mean, I, for me, I, I understand because they are just 
reacting based upon what they know and what they've heard. So, you know, I don't blame them. And I understand that, that the fear can be, can be real. The fear, you know, fear that of getting sick is real. And, and, um, you know, is terms of how much, you know, yes, some of the new cases are from foreigners coming in, but you know, there could be other, you know, people that aren't foreigners that have the virus as well. So. so what information, if any, has China released to the people living there about just the coronavirus in general? Like, like who it impacts, the symptoms of it? Like, what have they told the people there? Um, yeah, I think it's probably similar to what we, what we would here in America. Um, they are... You know, obviously the temperature checks is a big thing here. So right now, basically, if anyone has a temperature, they have to report to the government. They have to report that they are running a fever. And how do they report to the government? Through the so app? We have, uh, we have a, an app on our phones that we report. I report daily through my school. I report daily my temperature and if I'm having any symptoms and my travel history. Okay. And, and say you are having symptoms, what happens? If I'm having symptoms, then I will have to, um, yeah, basically be taken in. And they sent, actually, I got a, a almost like four-page document about what happens if I have symptoms. I barely skimmed over it because, you know, I'm believing that I will not. But, um, yeah, I'll basically be, uh, you know, have to take a test and, um Worst case, I would have to be taken to a hospital here and be quarantined, of course. Okay. And how, how comfortable do you feel about going to a Chinese hospital? Do you feel safe? Do you... Um, okay. you know, <laughs> it's different here. <laughs> it's different here. Um, yeah, it's just different here. And um, I think I would feel, I mean... If I was suspected to have the virus, but let's say that I didn't have it and I had to go to a hospital with people that had it, I would feel very uncomfortable, of course. Okay. Um, okay. But, yeah. So, so have they told the, peop the people in China that here in America they're discovering that the virus, is it can form blood clots and people, young people are having strokes? So no, they, I have not heard that. Okay, so they're finding that, that the virus is causing people to have blood clots, and young people, people in their 30s, people in their 40s, are developing strokes. Um, some are dying from it because they're getting a blood clot in their brain, and they're having strokes. And the American doctors here, they're like, it's all new. Like, they've never seen mm -hmm. this type of, you know, effect on the human body before. Uh, there's a story, uh, he was in, uh, in theater, like, I guess, Broadway, in... Uh, he lives in Los Angeles, got the coronavirus. He ended up having to be taken to the hospital. He wasn't doing well, and so they put him into an induced coma. While he was in that induced coma, he developed a blood clot in his leg, and they had to amputate his leg. He's still in the coma, and so whenever he does wake up, he's going to wake up with without a leg. And so they're, they're discovering new, like, symptoms of what's going on. People are having organ failure. Um, there was a story on CNN, 32-year-old husband with young children. 
he had heart failure. Um, and so they're, they're just, the American doctors here, you can tell that they don't know, like they don't know how to tackle this. So I imagine the people there in China don't know any of this. I, uh, this is kind of first news to me. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here in America, there's a lot of people. So where we're at, we're on April 26th, uh, California. I'm, I'm from California. California has put a shutdown on the entire state. And people across America, they're wanting to reopen the states because lots of states have put in shelter in places, you know, complete lockdowns. And they're talking about the economy is collapsing because people aren't able to work. And so people are starting to protest that they want to be able to go back to work. So certain states are starting to ease their restrictions on businesses opening. Obviously, they want to do social distancing, but they're starting. So I know in California, the beaches, some, so Los Angeles County, their beaches are closed. But Orange County, which is right next to Los Angeles County, they've opened their beaches. And so the weather's good right now. And they showed the Orange County beaches being flooded with people. And so there's the fear here that we're opening too soon and it's going to create a second wave of the coronavirus. Um, so for, for us here, like, I don't know about everybody in America, but for myself, I'm watching the news, I'm paying attention, I'm seeing what's happening to the symptoms, all that. People in China, do they? I'm sure they have these wonders, but they have no idea what's going on. Well, um, I think... Uh, the faith really, and this is a cultural difference too, like the people have a, um, they just have a lot of faith in the government. Okay. They believe that the government is doing everything in their power to take care of them, to keep them healthy and to keep them safe. And the government has taken extremely strict measures to do that, you know, monitoring people individually. When I was on 14-day quarantine, two times a day, a team of medical people came to my door, checked my temperature three times a day. I had, uh, I got swabbed the first when I went into quarantine, and I got tested again for the virus when I came out of quarantine. Okay. So they are really doing you know, very, very strict and extreme monitoring people. <laughs> Every individual gets monitored. Okay. Um, so people have a lot of faith that the government is is taking care of them. There is uh, even, so today was our first day, today was our first day with students back at my school. So any teachers would probably know this is like a great day for me to have students. I only have a few students. So the government has a staggered opening of the school. So we got grade 11 and grade eight students got to come back today, but we have extreme measures, temperature checks um, throughout the day for the students, for us, everybody's wearing a mask all the time, social distancing. Um, and we have a lot of protocol in place. If there were to be anybody having any kind of symptoms, we have a lot of protocol in place to handle that. So the government has allowed us to open the school, but they have put extreme rules and regulations and measures in place to prevent the spread. So um, people have a lot of faith in the government and they really believe that, that if the government says it's safe, it's safe. If the government says it's not safe, it's not safe. And if the government tells you to stay home, you don't question it. You stay home. You don't okay. question the government. And 
um, there's like, you know, people just listen and, uh, whether that's right, you know, whether we in the Western mindset believe that's good or bad. I mean, I think in, in the case here, I think it has really done a, people staying and listening and following the protocol and procedures. I think that has done a lot to curb the number of cases here. So what is the state of the coronavirus right now in China? Are you starting to obviously either letting students go back to school so yeah, for my city, I think it's, I don't know if it's for all the cities in China, but for my city, yeah. I mean, I would say um, cases are, are from, what, from what we know and what they've said, our cases are very, very low, especially in my city, which is Guangzhou, and they are saying the cases that they have, they have, they have definitely pinpoint and isolated and targeted. They know who's sick, and they have targeted them. And um, we actually had a whole uh, population of people, foreigners, that were sent to a hotel. So you probably heard about that being sent to a hotel. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Maybe. Keep, 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 keep going. Keep sharing. Okay. So uh, basically, uh, so what happened is after I got here March 12th, um, I think it was within, must have been within a week or so, a, the government input a new law or a new policy in place. Any foreigners coming in, well, obviously now the country is locked, close, no foreigners coming in. But before that, uh, when foreigners came in and some of my coworkers had to go through this, they actually, or if you came from a country that was one of their red flag infected countries, they, when you landed at the airport, they put you on a bus and they sent you to a hotel. Okay. Was that scary? I mean, I didn't go through it, but you can okay, imagine. Okay, yeah, okay, of okay. course that's scary. Yeah. Okay. So I know several people that had to go to a hotel. So the government is doing a lot of hotel quarantine. Um, and so this was the case. We had a case of um, one of the African countries. I don't remember which exact country had a case. And so that, you know, anyone who is either you had the virus or you're even associated with someone who had the virus, the government will come and take you and you will have to be quarantined in a hotel where they can monitor you. Okay. So do, does the average Chinese citizen have any idea of the powerful effects of the virus? Um, and let me put it into perspective. So America, we're, we're getting close to having a million people infected here in the United States. Mm -hmm. We've just surpassed 55,000 deaths. And this was, you said March 12th. That was right around the time stuff started to get serious here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we're about six weeks into it. And we <laughs> nearly, and those are just people who are calculated, you know, the numbers. I, I imagined, and I'm not trying to speculate, but we're well over a million, a million and a half people infected here in America. So the way I know these numbers, do the people in China have any idea of the numbers there? Um, I mean, I think they may have some, they may have some idea, like they'll say it's a lot, or your country's doing really poorly, or they'll say like, wow, like your countries really can't control the spread of, like it seems like the U.S. is out of control while China is in control, 
Um, you know, that kind of the perspective is like, wow, your country's like, man, your country has so many cases, like it's out of control, like they can't control it there. Whereas here, it's like, oh, it's in control. The government has it. It's, it's good. Um, since I got here, it's been in terms of development and building construction. It's been business as usual. With construction. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's no way I think, I mean, there's, there's construction 24-7 all around me all the time. And, and definitely when I got here, that was still the case. There's construction. And so um, I think it, it's pretty much your business as usual. And I think for them, it's like, oh, well, you know, poor America, it's, their economy must be suffering. Things must be bad there. But it's all good here. You know, like we're good now. Our government did a good job controlling it. And our, we have almost little cases and we're good. So I think that's kind of the way they. So for, for people who will listen to this, what would you like them to know? that I haven't asked you? What haven't I asked you that you'd like for people to know? Because to me, it sounds like here in America, and I wouldn't say that our press is, you know, people will say that if you're a Republican, Democrat, there's always a biasness. But I will say our media does cover things and it does report things. And so if you want to be informed, you can just turn on the news and you're going to hear so many people are infected. This state is opening, this country, you know. So what... What don't we know about China that I haven't asked you? Does China even tell you, you know, as far as relating, does China, does China even share the information? That's really why I wanted to get, so you're informing me this whole notion that like people don't watch the news. Like here in America, we have to stop watching the news because it's so stressful. It's just grim. You know, you turn on the news and now we're kind of numb to it six weeks in, but like the first week, two, three weeks, it was just, negative story after negative story and it's just like our country's shutting down and you know deaths are coming in nursing homes i know all that because i get to like hear it see it the people in china it sounds like have no knowledge of anything that's going on well and it depends on the person if they seek out those resources if they really if they want to know what's going on and they they want to seek out those stories they can seek them out and and find a way to find them but generally speaking, um, I mean, as we know, the media is controlled by the government. And, and so I think the fear here is, is low. It's really low. And I think even, I don't know how it was in the midst of the outbreak, but I think the government probably did a good job controlling that fear in terms of, you know, basically just telling people, okay, this is what you're gonna do you're gonna quarantine, you're gonna do, take X, Y, Z measures. And if you do, you'll be fine. There's no okay. need to fear as long as you do X, Y, Z measures. So it's almost like this feeling that we don't need to be afraid because the government is going to tell us what we need to do to be safe. And if we listen, we will be safe. And so that I feel that overall, that kind of lessens the fear in some ways. Have they reported or do they even say if uh, children are being infected with the virus over there? I haven't heard anything about children um, being infected. I know, and of course, all the schools are closed here, you know, just like it was in the States, um, but I haven't heard anything about children. And, and so 
is it mostly thought that just the elderly get it? Is that kind of what people assume that just elderly get it? Because that was the initial expectation here was, well, it's just only something that elderly get. Then after, like I told, told you, we're almost up to a million verified people, you know, who have the virus. I mean, they range in all ages, all health conditions, super healthy people, obviously people with respiratory issues, they're getting it. I mean, but the, it, it, there's no biasness with this virus. It can attack anybody. It, is that kind of the expectation that people have in China? Probably not. Yeah, I think the concern is for, like, from what I've noticed, um, just talking to people, it's like the concern is for the elderly population. And what happens here is that uh, culturally, like, a lot of families, they will have, um, you know, either the husband or the wife's parents living in the home with them. This is very, very common. Um, So I think it's almost like, you know, we can't get it because we can't give it to them. So because you have that, it's very common to have that situation where the grandparents are living in the home, okay. um, you know, people are concerned for, for themselves because they live with their uh, elderly grandparents and they can't get them sick. I have several students that said, you know, we don't want to come back to school because we can't risk getting sick because we don't want to get our grandparents, you know, we don't want to come home to our grandparents and get our grandparents sick. Uh, so I feel like that is... Um, Okay. okay. So, so just to let you know, that there, there are cases of children getting infected with coronavirus. And so the whole notion, and I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, so there's a lot of people here in America that feel like it's time to get back to work. Let's just go back to work. And then there's a whole other segment of America. It's like <laughs> the virus isn't contained. We need to be very cautious about it. Um, so I have a couple more questions for you. Do you know when, so is it business as usual for China? Like just social distancing, but kind of business as usual? Is that kind of the mindset right now? You know, obviously it's, it, it is in certain sectors. So um, places where you would find crowds of people, obviously that's not allowed not allowed to meet, you're really never allowed to meet in big groups without government authorization anyway in China. What does that mean? So like, can you have a birthday party whenever you want? Uh, as long as it's not over a certain amount of people, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, like how many? I, I, I know I'm being specific, but like a group over 20, 30, 10, 5, what, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and anytime you want to gather people so I don't know that there's an exact number or what the, I can't quote the exact rule, but for me, I know that, you know, in, in terms of getting groups of people together, you have to have government authorization for that. Really? Of course. Yeah. You can't just gather for events or anything. You can't use venue. Like you can't, um, like I couldn't rent out a building and go have an event without government authorization, of course not. No, um, so I think they're really controlling. Uh, so for example, I belong to, a, it's called Guangzhou International Christian Fellowship. I belong to a Christian fellowship here. It's an above ground government authorized church. And we haven't been able to meet since the whole virus broke out. We typically meet at a hotel and it's legal of course. And uh, that hasn't been able to happen it's, it's all foreigners that meet. That hasn't been able to happen since the virus and still cannot happen. 
Um, so they're definitely controlling big meetings, um, big group meetings. And so is it, it's business that is usual in the, the sectors, the economy, you know, the sectors where they're going to make money. So the construction, of course, probably some of the factories and things like that. But in terms of schools, um, like malls, there's a lot, you know, there's, like I said, you have to, you know, they're taking your temperature before you come in and trying to avoid, um, yeah, crowds gathering. Okay. So for right now, you're having certain, you know, small number of students come back to school, right? What is yeah. the, what is your expectation for the foreseeable future for yourself as far as, do you have any, do you have anything of what to expect? You know, any kind of inkling or are you just kind of going day by day as far as whatever the, <laughs> government, the government might tell you? Yeah, of course, day by day. Um, you know, things change here. Uh, things can change in a flash. And I think that's part of, once you've lived here, you, um, and I knew coming in, coming back that, you know, things can change any moment. They'll, there's a new law, a new restriction, a new this. And so I just, you know, go with the flow and, um, and just take it day by day. Um, you know, I have my school year will go until the end of June. And so I'll be here until the end of June and actually planning on moving back to the state after that. Um, but I haven't bought my ticket to go back. So just kind of taking it day by day, believing. And I know for myself, um, I know I completely trust that God has a plan. He already knew this virus was coming. You know, he knew I was going to be back here. And so I just, I'm, I'm not worried at all. I think that, that everything's going to play out. Um, in terms of kids coming back to school, I think that that they've talked about doing like a rolling start. So letting kids come little by little. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, we haven't been told what that exactly when our next group of kids is going to come in. So typically here we're told things at the very, you know, at kind of what would seem to be for Western culture, like at the last minute. So it's basically day to day, um, you know, things change and things can change. And that's just, you know, I'm, pretty much gotten used to that. Um, yeah, so for example, like for me, it's like, I realize that uh, somebody could come to me right now and say, hey, you know, you gotta go home, You're, you need to go do a quarantine for whatever reason. And I would just say, okay, you know, that's just, you know, I could, I just, just be flexible and, and listen, of course, obey the law. And if they say anything, you know, I of course just obey and, and do what I'm told to do and 